What is that album that always finds its way into the playlist? This is the topic of Internet Relay Chat. There's the button. It's been pressed, and we're live. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Starting off the sauce packet strong, Chris. I know. I mean, after you you say, like, we're live, it's just like I lose all all, uh, professionalism. I just, I just, I want to be Shadow Stevens from the 80s and be like, welcome to Hollywood Squares or something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because he welcomed people to the television show. That's what yeah, he did. Yeah, right. <laughs> Was it, uh, who, who did uh, the intro on um, the $10,000 pyramid? Was it Ed McMahon? I can't remember who that was. Somebody would introduce Dick Clark, if I remember right. I could be totally wrong, but it, it would make sense for it to be Ed McMahon, wouldn't it? Right. <laughs> that does make a lot of sense. Hey, uh, hi, if you're listening live or if we're in your eardrums at some time in the way far future, uh, <laughs> welcome to our first Montreal sauce, sauce packet. Insert sound effect. Nice. There you go. Uh, this is a show where we just do one topic, two hosts, and a timer. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Chris. This is the part when you say your name. My name is Paul. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we do a show called Montreal Sauce, where we talk to cool creators and makers and our friends, and it's a lot of fun. You should check it out if you haven't before. Totally. And this is our little short version uh, those are long form interviews, and this is just us hanging out. And tonight's topic is uh, that album that's always in your playlist. Yes. So I actually had a couple of candidates for this, too. I don't know if you want to just jump right into it since we're being tight on time. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Go for it. Yeah, I had a couple, cool. too. So, well, uh, my first. Uh, I'm just going to start with my number one um, because this is really the one that I always end up coming back to. And then I have I have one or two others that uh, every once in a while crop back up again. Uh, but this is uh, what I feel is a classic. It's the album that they handed out in the streets on the suburbs. They were um, it was mandatory listening for most uh, most uh, middle and or high schoolers. Uh, and it is Green Day's Dookie. I knew you were going to say that. Which is their, uh, not their first album, but their breakout success album. Um, and uh, it's uh, it's by far my favorite album of all time. It's probably one of the, it's one of the few albums that I have that I can just put in a CD player and listen from the top to the bottom. I don't have very many albums that I do that with. I'm primarily a uh, buy the single or like buy an album that has a couple singles on it, but I never really listen to any of the other songs. So, because I'm I'm a terrible music consumer that way. <laughs> That's okay. The world was built for you to do that. I think, especially now with iTunes and pay like twenty cents for a song or whatever it is. Yeah, for music consumers like me, that was the best thing that could ever possibly happen because um, I could just buy that one song that was stuck in my head and listen to it until it was out of my head um, and not have to buy the 
the entire album. And I would say now, actually, uh, because I feel like I should be a better supporter of the music industry, I tend to buy the album if I like a song on it and I can listen to a couple others. And I'm like, okay, I might I might give this album a larger shot at some point. Um, then I'll buy the album now rather than the singles. But for a long time, right after that feature debuted, it was like, all right, Paul's going on a single buying spree. <laughs> no kidding. Wow. Yep. I don't know what it is about me. Um, I mean, I lived in a world where, like, I was literally, I think maybe we talked about this in the past, too, but maybe not on the show, but how I was the kid who, like, listened to the top 20 countdown on the radio at night with my tape recorder ready to record the song I liked. Okay, yeah. So I did amass like singles in that way. So at some point when music became digital and maybe it was Napster, but I needed the whole album, even if there was only two songs that I liked, because it felt weird to look at my music collection and just have like one song <laughs> Yeah, by that right. band. It was weird to me. And it's still weird to me, like in iTunes sometimes when I'm like missing one song, I'm like, wait, where did that go? Right. Sure. The answer is it it went to iCloud somewhere and then it disappeared (laughs) as things do in iCloud. Nice. Uh, Yeah. So, so yeah, I really enjoy albums, but I'm finding like it's all about how you organize your music because I had to go through a big Mm, reorganization when we got married and I tried to marry our collection together on my subsonic music Mm, server. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there was lots of singles cause she was, she is like, my wife is addicted to, she hasn't done it since I took iTunes away from her, but, um, <laughs> she is addicted to those, uh, walk into Starbucks, get yourself a coffee and here's a little business card with the free song of the month or something. Oh, okay. Sure. So she had so many singles. Picked up a lot of singles that way. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Um, so Dookie, you know what? I don't even own that album. Oh, really? <laughs> That's funny. Are you, uh, I'm going to assume then you're not really much of a Green Day fan if you don't own that album. Uh, I think you'll agree with me. And I'm not like disparaging their talent or the group itself, but they, as you said, it, the album, you said it yourself, it was handed out in the suburbs. <laughs> uh, yes. It really was on the radio so much like yeah that. you didn't need to own it <laughs> yeah that's true that's true uh and and it i actually just to interject i would say my friends actually made fun of me when i bought it <laughs> because by the time i bought it it was uh, it was already i mean it wasn't like the golden oldies but it was it was an old album by the time i bought it it came out in like february of 94 and uh, I didn't buy it until like ninety seven, ninety eight. Wow, which kind of tells you how much I um, listened to current music at the time. <laughs> I think if you had asked me this question at that time, I probably would have said like Eagles Hotel California. <laughs> so, yeah. And is that your? Is that like your parents' influence? Yeah, that's it's definitely my parents' influence for a long time in when I was, well, pre-middle school and most of middle school and even uh, some amount of high school. Uh, most of the music that I listened to was either 
um, you know, music that I was playing in band or learning on piano or uh, music that my parents listened to. And mo- most specifically, my dad. My dad had actually a pretty good music collection, um, some of which was fairly modern and some of which was like the music that he listened to. Um, so I know a lot of uh, Hall and Oates. I know a lot of Eagles. <laughs> I know a lot of Genesis. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's That was my parents too. Like my dad was really into music and so yeah, I grew up with like listening to <laughs> eight tracks uh, <laughs> of yep. um, like the Beatles and yeah, yeah, it's uh, there was one like one of those like sort of you know comp- compilation albums like that had a bunch of songs from a certain era that he listened to all the time. So sure, I like yeah. that. And then yeah, he was the same. He was sort of like a mix. Like we'd be going somewhere and he'd turn on the radio and it was, you know, on a different station and not the oldie station. And I'd be like, wow, dad listens to, you know, this rock station and, <laughs> yeah. and Guns N' yeah. Roses is on. And he's like, who's this? And I was like, Guns N' Roses. He's like, I like this. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> now I can't like it anymore. Thanks. Thanks, dad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so that's uh, one of them you came up with. Okay, uh, do you want to go on or should I do one? No, why don't you do one? So I feel like, uh, well, it's a tough question because, I mean, it's all about mood. And then I think you kind of hit on it earlier that you sort of gravitate to an album maybe for like a couple months or a couple year period. And then that sort of falls out of the wayside so sure yep trying to find things that keep coming back but there's certainly a lot of stuff now that i'm like into that i wasn't before that keeps finding its way in but something that kind of always finds its way back is uh the album by the new radicals so that's the group that did that song like you get what you give Mm mm-hmm yep and uh and that entire album is pretty good. I think that's their only album as well. So, and it's, I believe it's just called The New Radicals, isn't it? So, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I don't know. I just, uh, that whole album is pretty interesting. So, cool. That would be the one that I, I seem to find. Oh, wait. It's called, uh, the album's called Maybe You've Been Brainwashed Too Research. Nice. <laughs> I think what happened is I was I had it pulled it up on my uh, subsonic and I think my wife might have had the single crazy ah and so yes. it had like three songs on it so yeah it's called yep. maybe you've been brainwashed too and it's uh yeah just pretty much every track on there is pretty great and kind of poppy but kind of I don't know pensive and soulful so sure sure no, that one always seems to find its way back from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dookie is that way too in that it's very like pretty much every every song in the album is could be a single on its own more or less. And so, uh they stand alone well, but they also work well as a collection. That album seems like it's the same way. Cool. What else yeah. what else were you trying to come up with? Um, I have a couple of others that are more kind of dependent on the mood 
they they come and go dependent on the mood. Um, the next one that I think is is um, kind of in the same era, really, as uh, as Green Day is uh, a Bare Naked Ladies album, which is actually their live album called uh, Rock Spectacle, um, and I I don't really know where this where this lies in the uh, Bare Naked Ladies chronology, like. They had that one summer where they just absolutely exploded and you heard their songs all the time. But I think Rock Spectacle actually came out just before that because it's a live album, but it's a live album of their earlier songs. Um, it was it was before um, it was before that <laughs> that summer where they were like pretty much every every radio station was playing Bare Naked Ladies all the time. So, uh, and it had uh, the old apartment on it, on it, which was I think the first Bare Naked Ladies song that I heard and really got me into them. Um, but it also had uh, lots of other songs on it, and that's another album that when I'm in the mi- the right mood, I can just start it at the beginning and listen listen to the entire thing. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the I like the flavor of a of a live album. Um, even though it's certainly it wasn't perfectly recorded from beginning to end in the way that it's being presented to me on a live album, but um, uh, it's a that's a fun one to listen to. I think mm. you get the sense of what they're like as uh, as a live band too, because they do a little bit of on a couple of the tracks they do a little bit of interaction with the audience. And I have uh, I haven't I have yet to see them live, but I've heard that they are uh, a lot of fun to see. Um, probably because for a long time they were, I believe, pretty much a cover band um, going from places to places doing gigs before they really started doing a lot of their own music. So, Pandering, pandering to the Canadian listeners. That's right. That's right. Being very friendly and gracious. <laughs> I, uh, I have something a little bit after that area, um, era, area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... That is a bunch of like grunge groups got together and they did a bunch of Carpenter song and the compilation is called If I Were a Carpenter and that always seems to find its way back into my playlist because... Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting to hear, you know, like different bands like Four Non Blondes and all these like 90s groups like doing songs from the Carpenters and putting their spins on it, you know? Yeah, yeah. You get like a grovelly, like rainy days and Mondays from, uh, let's uh, try to remember, uh, Cracker. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Cheryl Crow is on there and the Cranberries. Cranberries do uh, Close to You, so that's kind of fun. That's cool. Yeah. Um, And there's like a great, like, I I, want to say they're uh, Japanese, a Japanese rock band called uh, Shonen Knife, and they do Top of the World in their sort of broken English. It's really cool. Okay. <laughs> so that's the the other kind of one I was like, uh, besides, like, as you and I both sort of already discussed, like, the, the classics still find their way into my mix every now and then. Like, I was a huge uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears fan, and so their okay. best of album always <laughs> finds their way into my playlist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway, I, uh... 
I set a timer to make sure we didn't go too long. Okay. Well, I've got I've got one last one for you, which again is uh, goes back to the classics. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. <laughs> nice. That's your timer noise. That, that was my timer. I quickly timer said going it. off before we like stopped. I was like, oh, or before we started, I was like, oh, here I'll set a timer. <laughs> All right, my my overtime pick, final final pick, uh, <laughs> after hours. Um, it's a uh, it is the, a classic, of course. It is uh, Simon and Garfunkel, "The Sound of Silence." Oh, okay. Which I listen to. Uh, I I listen to quite a bit. Um, I listen to it more in high school than I listen to it now, but it does find its way into uh, into my playlist fairly regularly. Um, in fact, I often uh, sing "The Sound of Silence" to Amelia as a lullaby. Um, and then I immediately follow it up with the uh, 59th Street Bridge song, which is the next song on the album, um, and is much happier. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, for a long time, probably back in the 90s, I couldn't, I had the best of Simon and Garfunkel, I think, and yep. like every time like uh, Bridge Over Trouble Water came on, I would literally cry. Like I couldn't help it. Oh, really? <laughs> I yeah. just really like that song. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I love every song on that album. I like the boxer. Yep. The boxer's really good. But yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my final pick. Nice. Uh cool. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's our one topic. Boom. There it is. Sauce packet. <laughs> Sauce packet. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh if you want to check out previous episodes, you just have to go to montrealsauce.com or iTunes possibly the google play market if it's the future now (laughs) (laughs) correct (laughs) um and yeah you can find us you can talk to my moms on the facebook because she is an admin of our facebook page which is (laughs) i think all one word montreal sauce facebook.com slash montreal sauce that's right I promise not to post any anti-Trump stuff on on our Montreal Sauce page on Facebook. <laughs> uh, by the time they hear this, he'll either be president or not. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, cool. And there's uh, you can you know go to Patreon if you really like. We love that. Yes, that would be that would be lovely. Maybe Paul and I, you know, you should check out Patreon. Maybe you should. Uh, throw dollar bills at us like strippers no it's terrible uh <laughs> you can patronize us at patreon.com slash msauce but you know you could also go there maybe paul and i will take a second and jot down our albums and list them there on the page on the blog of patreon too yeah there you go <laughs> mom says nice sauce packet thanks guys Ah, boosh thanks chris's mom <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. That was our Montreal sauce show that's like a Taco Bell sauce packet, except has a few more words in it. Yes. Not many, but a few. And is actually hot, not just labeled hot. <laughs> we are H-A-W-T, yo. <laughs> that's right. All right. <laughs> cool. Uh, go to iTunes. Uh, you should just go to iTunes, even though maybe you don't use iTunes. You should just make an account, and then you should rate our show. <laughs> Yes. Because it helps, and that's what all the other podcasts say. So I'm going to say it, too, because I'm podcasting. 
<laughs> You're now a professional podcaster, Chris. You've said you've said the magic iTunes word. Yay. All right. All right. Good night, everyone. Thanks, live listeners. We'll see ya. This concludes our broadcast day. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, sorry. <laughs>